Hello, welcome to Split the Screen, episode 28. 28. Oh, that's that's a big then number. You to count. I know, it's uh, because <laughs> I listened to the last podcast about 15 times trying to get the intro audio right, and I was like, it was just 27, 27. I was like, you know, actually, I really like the new uh, intro audio. Did you like it? Did it sound, uh, well, the intro sound, did that sound good to you, Ed? Uh, yeah, I definitely heard it. It was lovely. Brilliant. Of course you definitely heard it because it is a professional uh, stream where we have professional intros and things like that. How are you doing? You've got a very plain background at the moment. Do I? Yeah, it's like... It's, oh, it's, it's just the blind. Oh, very exciting. <laughs> we have a new angle. Yes. Well, I figured plain background was better than my bed. So, you know. I don't know. I think people... People did enjoy your bed because they were trying to, you know, work out what uh, covers you've got, whether you changed or not, and why there was a <laughs> a tub of moisturizer on the side, things like that. Wow! Do you still have that moisturizer on the side? No, it's in the bathroom. <laughs> oh, welcome to split the screen. This is a uh, it's apparently it's Big a video stop. game uh, podcast, the greatest <laughs> video game podcast ever known to humankind. Um, and I'm your host, Biggest Benus, aka Ben Ostwick, joined as always by Just Dead. Just Dead. Just Dead. Just Dead. He's like Madonna, Cher, Ronaldo, Ed. Just a one you name. Can, That's all you, you need. Can use the full name if you want. Ed uh, Nightingale. Like there that. You go. There you go. Rachel. Only that voice. Ada Deji. <laughs> uh, nobody will get that reference. Well, maybe like uh, two or three people you will get that reference. Cool. That was classic. Like Beyonce, exactly. You are the Beyonce of... No, you're not Beyonce split the screen, because that would make me... The Michelle. No, I think, that, I think that would be our guest today, would be the Michelle. I'd be... Uh, who's the one that sings religious songs? You're talking about Kelly Ronan? Oh, yeah. Who's the one... No, who's the... Is it Michelle, the one that sings bad songs? I went to see Destiny's Child Poor live. Michelle. <laughs> yeah, it was Michelle. See, she... <laughs> She's so boring and forgettable. I forgot that that wasn't that that was even her wow. name. Um, you know, Kelly Kelly Rowland's amazing. Our guest today is the Kelly of the group. Yeah, Definitely. I'll be the Michelle. Just you know, forgettable. Yeah, sounds about right. I went to see uh, Destiny Child live, and it was great. And then they all started doing their own individual songs. That's how old I am, by the way. I saw them live before they broke up, and uh, Michelle did her own song. And literally, everybody just went to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Poor Michelle. <laughs> All right, well, let's bring in the Kelly Rowland of Split the Screen. Uh, Ed, would you like to introduce them? We have a wonderful guest today, a wonderful streamer, a gorgeous drag streamer, and industry insider. It is Rick Watermelon. <laughs> Hi, everyone. How are you doing, Rick Watermelon? I'm good. I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Thank you, Ben. Biggest Venice. Um, it's, it's going. It's going well. It's going well. Um, it's been. It's been a day. It's been a day, and I don't know if that is rounded off by being called the Kelly of the, sh- <laughs> of the podcast. I'm not entirely sure if I'm okay with that. I'm so sorry. Yeah. yeah. But it's fine. It's fine. Rick, How are Rick you both? Very well. The Rick. Yeah, yeah Rick good. Waterman. Isn't that the guy that did? He was the guy that was on Pop Idol back in the day, wasn't he? What? Wasn't he? No, that's Pete. Was that Pete Waterman? That's Pete Waterman Pete and Wa- Rick Wallet. Oh. <laughs> 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 
Well, you want to be compared to neither of those. Um, <laughs> so let's move on. <laughs> is it too late to pull out of this? <laughs> That's what I always say. Uh, <laughs> uh, welcome. I'm doing very well. I was. Um, how is your day going? Yeah, no, no, no. It's good. Uh, I had uh, a day full of meetings, a day full of um, planning. Uh, it's my team's uh, kind of new sprint next week. So just making sure that everything's uh, good and golden and ready to go. Um so yeah, it's been it's been a busy day. And who um, delivered that big uppercut? Just sorry. That big uppercut. I see you're uh, you know, you're you're you've got some kind of uh, war wounds on oh, you. Oh, we put, I will be bringing attention oh, to it. Yeah, okay, okay. Well, well, to people it. are going to yeah, be no, thinking I, um, <laughs> I fully cut myself shaving before we jumped onto the stream. So, um, <laughs> you know, that's fine. If it's uh, I've done this a few times before drag, which is fine because I shove loads of makeup over it <laughs> so Ooh. you can't see it. Um, however, today I'm just going to sit here and kind of dab my uh, chin, so I hope no one no one minds. If you're listening to this on audio, you don't have to worry about the visual element. But I apologise for everyone in the stream. Just think, there's it's like a gory waterfall of uh, <laughs> blood gushing out of Rick's chin. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> gentle drip. Yeah. Just, just like that. Uh, tweet. Why does that sound so sensuous? It just reminds me of this uh, tweet that I I saw. But speaking of which, um, because this is kind of related to what we talked about on the podcast last time, you know, Edwell, what happened, what was the story about the Italian Senate? Don't jump the gun. Is that? I thought that was last week, wasn't it? No. Or was that this oh, week? You are the worst person for spoilers, honestly. <laughs> that happened like two days ago. Yeah. Uh, that's true. I don't know. I, days go into one and all that stuff. Well, It's okay. almost as if we have a document that lists what we're going to talk about. I haven't about. scrolled down yet. Oh, now I see. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, we'll, we'll, be, we get to that, we'll be speaking today, of dripping, <laughs> dripping in the Italian Senate uh, very soon. <laughs> wow. Um, but yeah, Before well, we get to yes. all that, uh, for people that maybe don't know Rick, um, we've got a few questions to hear more about you. So you are, of course, a Twitch streamer. When mm-hmm. did you first start streaming and why? So I first started streaming... Um, quite a while ago actually uh, i first started streaming back in i think it was 2017 on and off uh, i used to stream world of warcraft and heroes of the storm i was huge heroes of the storm player i love that game um, wait a minute this is going to make today's podcast extra interesting isn't yeah, it yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah i have i have opinions i have, I have history Excellent. and it means a lot to me so uh, yeah we can we can get into that a bit later um Excellent. But yeah, I used to stream. I used to stream a lot of World of Warcraft. Used to stream a lot of Heroes of the Storm, um, and played those kind of religiously. And then um, life kind of changed a lot for me uh, in 2018. Uh, had some kind of like medical conditions. Uh, had a bit of a heart problem, um, and kind of put it on the wayside and decided not to kind of bother with it for a while uh, until lockdown happened. Obviously, that's like the be all and end all, isn't it? Of if you talk to a streamer over yeah. the past few years, it's like yeah, yep. lockdown happened, so I started <laughs> streaming. Um, do I get gushy? Do I get gushy? Gush. I, I, Please. I'll, I'll You're already gushing gush. from well, the chin. Exactly. But like... <laughs> Literally, like, from my chin. Um, <laughs> no, I um, I actually kind of uh, found Ben's stream and was watching Ben uh, for ages. And uh, I say ages. Don't blame like, me. Uh, a couple months. <laughs> yeah. And was like, you know what? Ben is this kind of British, sarcastic, uh, awesome kind of streamer. And I really want to get back into it. So Ben was kind of the reason that I started getting back into it. And I think I remember sending you a message not too long, not too long, no, you know what my memory's like, like September but... or something yeah oh I totally forgot um, about that yeah and I was just oh. like you know what that kind of wanted me to get back into it so I I kind of got back into it like around June July 2020 um 
and kind of wanting to build a kind of inclusive, lovely kind of accepting community. I know that there are a few of them on, on Twitch, but there's probably not enough to be perfectly honest. So um, I kind of wanted to throw my hat into that ring a little bit. Um, so yeah, so I started streaming um, and as I say before, it's kind of on and off, but I have been streaming kind of consistently since June, 2020 now. Um, and I'm loving every minute of it. I really, really enjoy it now. Nice. What do you tend what? to stream now? Sorry, sorry. No. Go. You've <laughs> asked the question now. Well, no. Uh, after I'll, I'll... after they gushed at me, I was like, "Well, I got. I don't I'm really interested. I want all the questions now. It's my fan." Yeah, I shouldn't have said anything. Um, you know, I I oh. actually don't watch you anymore. So fine. Always wanted a fan. <laughs> no, no. Um, so I usually stream. Oh goodness, I say I'm a variety streamer, but usually something relatively cozy uh so final fantasy 14 uh we've been streaming animal crossing uh been streaming some stardew recently um been streaming oh god um i mean endwalker just came out and all i can think about is the fact that i spent the entirety of december playing that game um but yeah it's uh, usually things that are kind of cozy but um i'm chaotic i can't play games to save my life um unless it's America. um so yeah fall guys and Fall Guys, yeah, no, I don't know why I was good at that game. I still don't quite understand why that was. In A my lot of skill. it's luck. Wow, I, I mean, <laughs> harsh. <laughs> well, I won. I won a crown somehow. It must be luck. I didn't. Ben didn't. I won forty-three. Forty-three in like the first two months. I won forty-three crowns. <laughs> so I felt like impressive. there was an element of skill. It's very there impressive. Was an element of skill there for me. Didn't uh, don't, don't do it. Adam get a hundred. Yeah, he was good. He was good. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so where does drag fit into all of that for you then? Like when did you first start what? using sort of drag in the stream and where did where did Kiki come from? So Kiki came from uh Halloween 2017, actually. Uh, was it 2017? Uh 2017, 2018. I think it was 2017. Um it came from having kind of been exposed to drag culture through um drag race, which is kind of you know um the the staple the shadow one however i was like okay i love drag race it's really interesting i think it's something that i could kind of try myself uh so i went to a few local drag shows i was in cambridge at the time and my local drag queen was actually cheryl hole I just oh, out there. she was my local amazing. drag queen. so i've hung out with cheryl cole mm. um so you know uh that was that was really good that was really eye-opening um and i was like this is something that just makes me feel kind of powerful and empowered so i was a halloween queen i i did my first ever ever drag on halloween that's when kiki was born um went out into town enjoyed myself a lot um however was again end of 2017 beginning of 2018 lots of life changes and ended up kind of um putting kiki back in the closet for a little bit um until end of 2019 which is when i was living in brighton uh and did a uh did Brighton Pride uh, and went to Brighton Pride as Kiki which was awesome and then moved again uh, to where I am now uh, and wanted to kind of hold it off until I was kind of comfortable then lockdown happened um, and whilst I was streaming I was like maybe this is something I can share with my community like uh, you know a lot of the the community that I had was inclusive and queer and I was like maybe Kiki is something I can share with them um, so I did, I believe it was September, October time. I did my first Kiki stream um, and it was awesome. She was very, very well um, accepted uh, among everyone, which was uh, very good. My first, I do remember my first ever Kiki stream and it was 
busted. I found some clips of it the other <laughs> really? day, I... and I look at yeah, 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 no, no, she was not good. She didn't look good. I f- was I there? I feel like I potentially. I feel like it was a was it a channel points redemption? Like it was one of those goals. Yes. I feel yeah, like yeah. I was. I went in for a bit, and I remember seeing it and being like, wow. Because I think the... you would. I didn't used to watch that. I haven't watched many drag streamers. Because a lot of them played Dead by Daylight, and I'm like, yeah. I can't. <laughs> yeah. um, Drag Trashley was one of them. Who was it was another amazing one. But yeah, I remember watching it, and uh, oh, I I do have to ask you why? How upset are you that Twitch Sings has ended? Oh gosh, that was one of the best things that Twitch has to offer. I don't understand why they got. I know why they got rid of it. I understand why they got rid of it. But it was, no more... it was so good fun. It yeah. was so much good fun. No yeah. more bottle of wine, and then you know, well, let's yeah. stick on a karaoke game. <laughs> Everyone's <laughs> like, oh, is that the time? <laughs> Oh, they do that for me anyway. Oh, by the way, yeah, Straight Law's right. Uh, Kiki is the Beyonce. I think we've actually, uh, Rick is. That's did, fine. <gasps> my yeah, um, my nephew once, um, I say once a little while ago, I went to Birmingham Pride uh, in uh, a couple months back and I was doing a test run for uh, Kiki in the outfit that she was wearing. Took a picture and sent it to my family WhatsApp group. And my, um, my nephew, who is nine, uh, was nine, uh, looked at the image and went, is that Beyonce? I was like, <laughs> stop. The compliment. Stop. There we go. Uh, he got a lot of good Christmas presents last year. So <laughs> Confirmed. And so all your, your family love uh, love Kiki as well. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. My, uh, my younger nephews were a little bit confused. So again, when I was getting ready for uh, Birmingham Pride, I did a, um, went back home because my mom made me my outfit. Um, and she, yeah, it was, it's incredible. If you've seen the pictures, it's, it's amazing. Um, but they, um, they, I, I did my makeup in the front room when all my family was over. Um, and it's the first time I've done it in front of them. And I was a little bit concerned and a little bit like nervous. Cause I was like, they've seen me do drag. They've seen me in drag. Um, but it was absolutely fine. My mom and my two sisters literally sat down next to me whilst I was doing my makeup chatting with me and my dad was throwing opinions across the room um as he does uh, much <laughs> like when he watches the football um so it was really really good it was yeah it was it was it was worrying at first but it was it was really good wow awesome. oh that's brilliant and your your day job uh you mentioned sort of alluded to earlier is in the games industry so what can you tell us about that of course you're working on lots of secret projects but yes uh, what can you tell us about your your day job so I work at a company called Codemasters who make racing games. Uh, they uh, make F1 and uh, Rally, uh, Grid. Uh, they were recently just acquired by EA. So technically part of the, the EA family now. Mm. Um, but yeah, I've been working there since 2020, March 2020. I literally moved, pardon me, sorry. I moved to um, the, uh, where I live now, went to the office for like two weeks and then lockdown hit. So I've been working from home ever since. So it's been, it's been an interesting one, but um, yeah, I've, uh, I work as a producer there. I work on a project that I can't say too much about, unfortunately, because I would, uh, uh, we haven't uh, been too public about it yet. Um, However, we are talking about open betas and whatnot at the moment it's not a game per se however it does interact with all the games that we do make um and Mm. it should be something that i hope a lot of racing fans would be very 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 interested in right now my brain is working (laughs) (laughs) i won't guess also, it wasn't Codemasters Toka Touring Car, because I'm pretty sure that was one of like the first... Like years and years and years back. Yeah. So classic. Yeah, yeah. That game was so good because you could smash up the cars. That was the best bit. I, literally had, I only had the demo. I didn't even have the game. And I just... We'd have a race, immediately do a U-turn, and then just drive 
the opposite way and caused many crashes. It was great. So you liked Burnout then? Burnout was your game. Loved Burnout. My although my favorite was Grid, the original Grid. No, mm -hmm. Grid Two. Sorry, the original. Well, the original from the original two that when they came out before the remake. But yeah, Grid Two was epic. Oh. What's your favorite okay. racing game, uh, Ed? Um, my favorite racing game is F Zero GX. Okay. Which is Nintendo. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say it's either that or Mario Kart. We're getting. <laughs> That's not it is either that or Mario Kart. I'm not a big fan of like real racing sims. I'm like, give me fantasy and sci-fi. That's what I'm Okay, so for. you're not sim, you're more arcade. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. Not a real uh, gamer. If you say so, man. <laughs> if you say so. So, Rick, where can people find you? On Twitch, social media? So I'm Watermelon everywhere, apart from uh, TikTok, where I'm Watermelon TTTV because someone took that name and refuses to give it to me. Um, so that's fun. Uh, so yeah, Watermelon, W-O-R uh, at the beginning rather than your usual W-A. Um, yeah. Wonderful. Well, thank you for joining us. We're very excited to have you. We have another, another question, don't here. we? You can ask that, Ben. See, I'm looking, I'm looking at the notes here. What is your favorite game of all time? Oh, favorite game of all time. It is a very, very, very close tie between Golden Sun and Jack and Daxter. <gasps> Golden Sun. Jack and Daxter. <laughs> Golden Sun. God, I, see, I've hit both there. That's yeah. great. Um, no, well. yeah, Golden Sun is my favorite RPG of all time. Um, absolutely love that game. Um, and Jack and Dexter is just uh, one of the best platformers ever made. I still don't understand why they're sleeping on it. I think it would make a great uh, remake slash Jack 5. Jack 4 technically exists, but yeah, Jack 5 would be incredible. Give me, um, yeah, I mean, the updated version that they released on PS, was it 3 or mm -hmm. 4? No, it was 4. Like, yeah. that holds up. It, even though it's just like, it's not even a remaster, what it is, it's just kind of a bit of a lick of paint on it. Like, the style yeah. and everything... The controls play really, really well. I was surprised. The controls are really good. They're so good. Especially even the first one. Like it's yeah. okay, there's a bit like you I think you control the camera with L1 and R1, which isn't great, but in general, like it holds up really, really well. Oh. Well. Two things I've never played. Yeah, Jack and Daxter, brilliant. If you've got a PS4, <laughs> you can probably get the remaster collection really like really cheap. I never played well, I played a bit of two and I didn't like that it was completely different. It was GTA weird kind of mm -hmm. in the future. Um which I didn't really like, but the first one was, I tried to get 100% and I got 99% and the, it was impossible to find the last one or the last 1%. I think it was glitched. So I, uh, I did, I'm still angry at that. Bad. Yeah. Or maybe, probably. I've been watching you play The Witcher. It's, you know. I've, fall damage <laughs> is very, very strict in that game. Like the amount of time I fell down some stairs. No, I, ju I jumped over a banister and died from like a six foot drop. I'm a freaking Witcher. <laughs> Doesn't mean you're immune to potions for that. Yeah, there are potions. I don't know. I've not been using any potions. <laughs> been eating raw meat for uh, to get my health back. Wow. All right. Oh, what games? Wait, I need to before we start talking about what games we've been playing. I need to bring this up. This is going to show up. But oh no, I thought my Discord was on the wrong one. But here we have uh, a sound from Gary, who has uh, given us a new, a little uh, segment sound for when we've got a new game. Uh, or we're going to talk about our games that we've been playing. Here it is. Games we've been playing. There we go. Um, Us on the Zoom call don't get to hear that. You so. don't get to hear. You don't get to hear. <laughs> that this is only like a few seconds. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, I'm, it's done, I'm sure. Hope you enjoyed it. Um, so yeah. It was what? amazing. It was really good. Well done, Gary. Yeah, loved it. Yeah. Thanks, Gary. Yeah. Thank you. 
Um, Ed, what have you been playing this? What has been splitting your time this you uh, week? Let's get the lingo down, shall we? Um, a few different things. I feel like I'm at a point where I'm dipping in and out of lots of games and not. I don't have like a, this is my game for the moment, which really should be Tales of Arise. Um, I haven't played it since before Christmas, so I need to go back. Um, one game I have been dipping in and out of is called Loop Hero, which when I explain it, it's going to sound really boring. But it is genuinely a really fun game. Um, it came out on PC last year, um, at the start of the year, and it's now out on Switch. Um, it's a really fun little handheld game because you can use the touch touch controls. Um, so it's a sort of old school RPG roguelite kind of game. Um, you don't directly control your character. They go around a loop and then you basically interact. You get like a stack of cards that you use to upgrade your character and then impact the loop with different enemies and resources. Um, and so there's a real kind of risk reward thing of, you know, how many cards do you use to, to expand the loop and add enemies, but also add resources. You lose everything if you die. Um, and there's a sort of town management kind of ex extra bit to it as well with the resources you collect. So it's lots of different interlocking systems. There's Jackal story. It's really old school 80s kind of vibe to it. So it's, it's very retro. Um, I feel like it's a game for a certain type of people. <laughs> it's definitely not for everyone. Um, and it's very sort of systemy and checking numbers for different stats of things, but you can get lost in it really easily and kind of just dip in and out um, because it's just, it's randomized as roguelites are. So that's something I've been dipping in and out of quite a bit. Um, but what I also started this week is Titanfall 2, um, which is a really, really fun uh, first person shooter. I'm only playing the campaign because I'm useless at multiplayer. Oh, so um, but the single player is very fun. It's it's it feels almost Nintendo in design. Like every level has a has an idea um, that is used for that level, and then it's dropped, and they move on and try something else. So it's very creative when it comes to campaigns, which a lot of first person shooters often aren't. But there's a really really cool level I've just done where you're sort of jumping between two different time zones. Mm. Um, which is firstly done for sort of story type bits. And then it gets to a point where you're hitting a button to instantly do it whilst jumping around the level. So everything's morphing around you, um, sort of like past and present at this level. And that's essentially what I wanted Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart to be <laughs> um, with jumping through rifts. Um, so this is kind of scratching that itch for me. Um, I love and it's fun. Yeah, I love Timefall too. Honestly, my favorite, I've said it a million times before, my favorite shooter campaign or FPS campaign I've played. Yeah, I and yeah, cause and effect that level. I've seen people talk about it, and others have said like apparently Dishonored Two has quite a similar level like that. Although I've not played it, um, but yeah, cause and effect was just such an. I remember there's one where there's some something blocking a grate so that you could so you could switch back to the the past, and then you could go into the gate. Uh, well, it was like a grate you had to jump into, but then you had to quickly switch as you are falling, otherwise you'll get burnt by the incinerator at the bottom, and yeah, you have to time certain jumps. It's just. Uh, and then you fight genius. enemies in both time zones as well. Yeah. So it's like if you get overrun, you can quickly switch to the other time zone. There are different enemies, but then you can remember where they are. So you can sneak around to like, you know, to cover or whatever, switch back to the other time zone. So it's really clever, but it's literally one level that lasts about yeah. half an hour. And I could have done an entire game just of that. It was it was really cool, but they just really drop in and out of different ideas. I feel like it's disappointing now that Respawn are just focusing on apex now mm. and sort of multiplayer shooters and they're not really doing single player stuff and i feel like they really proved themselves with this game 
So that's a shame. Yeah, I think they said that they're working on a new game, didn't they? I read on Eurogamer, actually. They're working on a new so. FPS game, is it? Or no, they said something based on running or based on platforming. But, um, but it's first not... person, I think. Okay, but it's not Titanfall 3. It's not. Sad times. Mm. But yeah. Have you played it, Rick? Respawn is the company that exists, and that's all I'm saying. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I work for EA. I need to be careful. Um, oh, yeah. I haven't played Titanfall 2. I played Titanfall 1. I played the original Titanfall. Um, I, for some reason, Titanfall 2 just kind of... I feel like it was it just missed my radar completely for some reason. I don't really know why. I feel like it Emily. was... Yeah, it didn't kind of... I don't know, pick out from either my usual kind of gaming social circles I uh, get my news from and whatnot or, or, or whatever. But it was, um, I think it's, is it on Game Pass? I seem to think it's on Game it Pass. It is, yeah. Because it's, it it's EA. So it's it's on there. I think yeah. it was on PS Plus like a year ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm playing it on PlayStation because I've just never, I got it and never, never got around to it. So yeah. Yeah, it's definitely something I want to kind of uh, swing around and try, try again. Because, yeah, Titanfall was, was super fun. It was a while ago, though. I can barely remember it. Yeah, I never played Titanfall 1, but 2, I just heard really good things. And you know how it long it takes me to finish a game? Or I play a game for a little bit, put it down, never go back to it. I literally played Titanfall 2. I turned it on at like 10 a.m. once, and by 3 p.m., 4 p.m., I'd finished it because I just played through that entire campaign in one It's very short, yeah. Playthrough. But it's also just... Oh, just one more level, and then wow, this is a cool mechanic. Or it's like loads of traversal. You're climbing up through a factory, or you're yeah, changing from one time zone to another, or you're going through a jungle. It's just yeah, there's all these really cool ideas, and you unlock different titans with different abilities throughout the game, and then you can't, as far as I'm aware, you can't bring them back. Like you can't. No, you can. You can switch between your loadout. But can you then go back and do earlier levels as a different titan? Oh, I don't know about that. I haven't jumped around. That would be interesting to see. But um, yeah, it's been such a long time since I played it. I just loved it. But the multiplayer is incredible. I, that was one game that I was actually quite good at with the multiplayer. I used to often be, because it's, I think it's four versus four or five versus five, the main one, uh, the main mission, the main uh, mode that people played. And yeah, it's, there's a really cool thing where, yeah, so you have to try and win or, yeah, you, you know, you win or lose. But if you lose a dropship comes to take you and then you can leave and you get some points, but the other Titans can then go towards that dropship and start attacking it and try and blow it up. So you've got to kind of defend it and then jump on at the last second so you can go off. Otherwise, if you all sat on there, everyone's just going to destroy the jump ship and nobody can, uh, and nobody can <laughs> leave really. Uh, yeah. It brings like so much sheer tension at the end. Cause if you leave on the jump ship, you still get quite a few points. It's really generous like that. But yeah, no Titanfall two brilliant game. Just useless at multiplayer online shooters. It's just, it's not me. It's kind of grappling. I enjoy the mechanics of of a single player and the story. I just, I don't want to get beaten by people online. (laughs) I dipped my toe into Destiny 2 PvP and took that toe up very quickly because I was just Mm. like, nope, 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 nope. I'm okay just shooting at AI. Thank you very much. Oh, yeah. No, Destiny 2 PvP on PC, fine, but on console, like, I am terrible. (laughs) Really bad. Rick, what have you been playing? What's been splitting your time? I have been playing, uh, I think I mentioned them already in what I've been streaming recently, but um, I've been playing mainly Final Fantasy XIV still. That has a grip on my soul, and I don't think it's going to let up very, very soon. <laughs> um, 
but yeah, I've managed to finish the uh, finish the story of that just before um, New Year's, which was awesome. And no spoilers, but it's incredible. I think better than Shadowbringers, um, which is controversial, I'm, I'm sure. But um, wow. yeah, really, really good. That's high I, praise. It's, I um, cried multiple times. I was sitting there just wanting to kind of rip my eyes out at some parts of it some parts of it were really heavy and deep other parts of it were just really light and it the way that it was kind of flowed together and the way that it kind of um the 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 like the pacing of each of the beats was just kind of perfection and it um it it ends on a on an amazing note that I didn't expect at all um so so yeah no I I am in love with that game um and I'm now doing all the end game stuff, the, all the the usual uh, MMO grind that you have uh, towards the end game of uh, of an MMO. So um, yeah, that's uh, that's uh, eating up a lot of my time um, happily. And then the other game that I have swung back to is definitely Stardew Valley, um, mm-hmm. which is a game I never gave the right amount of time um, because I. I'm kind of someone who likes instant gratification when it comes to my games. I kind of like, I get in there, I'm like, okay, I want something to kind of interest me and pull me in immediately. And Stardew doesn't do that on purpose. Um, and it's it's for a good reason because um, I've now actually given it the time of day and I'm really, really, really enjoying it. It's just super, super casual, super cozy. I thought I had to be like really strict and regimented with what I was doing after watching other people play it. And uh, I that's not the case at all i um i can just play it on my own pace do what i want um i have recently uh discovered the use of sprinklers which i am oh. aware is a very low level uh low level thing to unlock and understand. no i was the same um, yeah but it blew best. the game like wide open for me i was like what the hell i don't have to spend each and every day watering my my crops anymore now i'm interested <laughs> in actually farming um so yeah that's that's been literally like um kind of a bit of a whirlwind for me i've got my pc farm i have it on my switch so i have a switch farm now that i can play off stream and i take that uh kind of like if i'm just on the sofa i just chill out with the with the casual mm. farm on my switch um so yeah that's uh that's uh, that's where all my time has been going recently how do those two versions compare because i feel like it's the kind of game i would really like to play on the switch the handheld mm-hmm. casual mode but then i ended up buying it on steam in the sale because everyone was like oh you should use the mods i haven't even started it and at some point i will but i feel like people then say you know you should use mods as well so i'm like i don't know which version would be best yeah i've noticed that mr haven is in the chat so <laughs> i'm not going to talk about mods too much because she wants me to use them so much and i keep forgetting to actually install them um i haven't used mods yet i know that i'm completely the same i've i've heard all over the place mods make the game so much better but you can do so much more you can i mean literally there's there's mods out there for everything it seems you can do you can open up the game um incredible amounts but the base game from what i'm seeing is more than enough like absolutely more than yeah. enough um i as i said i, I think i'm like uh, for those who don't know Stardew too well it happens uh you kind of uh, work through your gears so each year has four seasons that you can do different things in each of the seasons um and people kind of mark where they are in kind of what year they're in so if, you, if you're in year three it means you've gone through x amount of seasons and you've you've been able to do x you should have been able to do x amount um i am in season three of my first year still um and i have not even scratched the surface of what the game has to offer yet mm-hmm. there are still so many things i'm running around trying to unlock there are parts of the island that i still can't even get to yet there are uh, people that i need to you know ex- expand my relationships with in order to unlock the right amount of story 
it's um yeah i'd say even without mods you've you've got a very decent game there yeah and i play with when i've played i played a fair bit 20 30 40 hours maybe and i'm yeah i'm like month uh sorry season two of year one yeah. so i'm i don't think i've even finished that uh that one and yeah like i've only just unlocked sprinklers but i'm playing yeah with no mods and also i'm playing with a controller as well uh just because it's kind of chilled and laid back so i imagine it if it's like that on the switch i'm just pretty much playing it as i would on the switch with just just on a monitor and sat at my desk so i mean the controls when it comes to using a yeah using a controller is totally fine for me it's one of the games that would definitely benefit from I know people probably aren't buying a stream a Steam Deck in order to mm. play Stardew Valley, but I think it's a game that would massively kind of like if you can take that away from your PC, play it on your couch, and then be able to come back to your PC with your mods on the same farm. Perfection. That's really, really nice. I bought an Xbox One S just to play 4K Blu-rays. <laughs> it's the cheapest one on the market. It really is. <laughs> like the cheapest 4K Blu-ray player is the Xbox Series S. Ah. Little console, I got that as well. Yeah, it's crap, but um, it's, it looks <laughs> yeah, down here, the white one behind me. It's yeah, I also played Red Dead Redemption on it. That's the I've not even played an Xbox game on it, like literally, is the 360 backwards compatibility. You know, that Game Pass exists, right? You can... Oh, yeah, I've got a Series X for that. <laughs> <Yeah>. though. <laughs> There's a big sale on the 360 games at the moment as well, is there? Mm. And uh, you can play those on Series X, can't you? In the series, you can. Might have to have a look there. I still, as great as Microsoft is, I know we're going to come onto it very, very soon. But as you know, as many billions they have, I would love them to have a nice, a bit of a cleaner, simpler UI. I do feel like I'm on a Windows Store when I'm going through it. You think? I've had it crash before on me as well. I thought yeah. it's pretty smooth. But it's also I think like it's smoother, I find it smoother than Sony's. Oh, I don't. I think I'm just oh, used. The Sony maybe store is awful. Yeah. Well, if we want to talk about bad stores, the Nintendo one. <laughs> I mean, that this even... needs to be a topic for another week. Yeah. How bad is that? <laughs> yeah, no, but like you guys, it barely loads. I just get a bit yeah. overwhelmed and confused with where everything is on the Xbox store because there seem to be like adverts here for these random things, and I have to go into my library, and then I've got to bring. Yeah, it. I'm sure if I sat down for ages with my Xbox, then I'd learn where everything is. But right now, I'm like, I have no idea where I find the downloads. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> no idea. So aside from not playing on the Xbox, what has been splitting your time, Ben? Um, I've been playing a little game called The Witcher 3 still. I think I was, talk I was talking about that last week. Uh, still playing it. We're in Skelliger now. I'm still loving it, still enjoying it. It's like I was doing a side mission today and then... I had to like stop for a second, be like, and tell people in the chat, I'm like, this is still a side mission. It's not the main story. I know we've been doing it for like nearly an hour and a half, uh, and we've had multiple quest areas than gone to. Yeah, the um, I had to kill a giant uh, for anybody that was watching earlier, and they, that's a side story. It's not even one of the main stories. You just, it just that is uh, that is just a game that you can get completely lost doing side stories, side missions that you can completely miss if you just stick to the to the main campaign. But you'd miss out on so many incredible tales and uh, and areas that you would probably not even go to if you were sticking through the main one. And yeah, Misbehaven, I did. I did do a whole side quest, spent ages going around pretty much the whole island on this wild goose chase. And at the end, it gave me three XP. <laughs> and I've no, I think it might have been because it was six levels lower than what I was. And maybe five is the cutoff. I don't know. But it gave me three XP and like 50 crowns. And I'm pissed off. The journey is not its reward. The journey 
was not rewarding enough. I was very annoyed. <laughs> so now I'm only doing missions around my level. Uh, but apart from that, last night I was playing some Demon Souls on my PS5, which I bought Ooh. at launch and never really touched uh, because uh, this one over here, Ed decided to force me to. He's like, you will get your money's you worth. He did. Uh, no, but you guided me and told me. And then you, but I did kill a boss before you even started guiding me. Because I was just messing around while you were Congrats. eating, watching Drag Race. And then uh, I was like, okay, I managed, I managed to get to a boss and uh, beat it second try. And that is the only FromSoft game I've ever played where I've beaten two bosses. <laughs> Which is Look an achievement for me. <laughs> it's an achievement. <laughs> yes. It was great. What, what I will say is that the share feature on PS5 works really well because you essentially shared your screen for me to watch. And then we were on a call to for me to explain what the menus were. But actually, it works really well. And the quality was decent. I was quite surprised. Right, two, two seconds, rewind. Explain what the menus were. <laughs> <laughs> why, why did the menus need explaining? Because they're not very clear. <laughs> it's like, well, there's this thing, and this gives it a grade of an A. And if you've got an A-grade sword with a magic high level, then the A-grade will put an extra 29 points on it. I was getting, I got the full uh, lecture. Uh, I wondered really... if we were just back to Boomer Ben, who can barely make his own work. <laughs> so you have to say it's, it's a mixture of both. <laughs> yeah, okay, right. That's fair. That's fair. It was, you know, it was it was very very useful, and uh, I'm surprised you kept your cool watching me die over and over and over again to like one skeleton at the beginning of a level. Yeah, it's cool. To, um, oh yeah, yeah, you're doing well. Yeah. <laughs> oh, was that what you? Oh, yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah, <laughs> you weren't looking. Yeah, no, you had to kill, we had to kill like five. I had to kill something like six skeletons, and on the after the sixth one, I could get this item. And I just kept dying to the, I'd die to the second one or the third one and then get sent to the back and then have to then just die on the first one again. And I was like, I'm really surprised you're not getting super angry at me doing this. Uh, and then there was one where I did like quite a run and built up a few souls and then died twice in a row. So I lost them all. <laughs> I'm like, oh, never mind. It's the joy of the game. That's what that is. Oh. I enjoy. I did enjoy Joyful. it a lot. It's a fun. It is a great <laughs> game. Like it controls so well. Um, and I found an area where I can go and grind. So when I'm not, you know, when when Ed's not looking, I'm going to go there for like an hour and just grind my level up really high. So then I look really it's not uh, like powerful. I'm watch you perpetually playing this game. I gave yeah. you some t <laughs> some tips at the start. It. Yeah, it's all yours now. Yeah. Ed's got time for to play. He can't be sticking around watching you play. Well, you exactly. finish you finish that before I get to the next boss. I think. Quite likely. Mm. Quite likely. But are you enjoying it, Ben? I am. It just it plays so well. And it, I'm looking forward to playing uh, Elderly Ring, which is out. Uh, when's that out? Next month. Too soon. Yeah, I'll do a <laughs> launch stream for that. So you can see how bad. So I can show everybody just how bad I am. Uh, it should be isn't it end of, it's end of February and March. There's just like game after game yeah. after game after game coming out, isn't it? Horizon. Yeah, so February's like Horizon, I think, on the 18th. And then Elden Ring's the week after that. Um, there's a couple of other games around then and then March again is absolutely jam-packed with releases I think um, Gran Turismo got well that got delayed didn't it is that, part, is that the news well, I don't know why you would put it in the news because you don't care uh, <laughs> yeah Gran Turismo got was around then as well I think and it got delayed I also literally just before this I saw um, a thread that's a rumour that Ghostwire Tokyo um, is coming in March as well Ooh. when's the Switch Pro coming? Oh, I don't have a clue. Should we bring that, those rumours back? <laughs> <laughs> When's the next Direct? I did. I love it. But I'll happily buy a Pro if a Pro comes out. I'm holding out. I haven't bought an OLED because I'm holding out for a Pro. Mm. 
what yeah i wonder when the next uh like showcase is going to be for playstation or xbox or nintendo i mean xbox gonna to have to do one that's like two hours long in future they will <laughs> every we'll week get to that Here on i mean i think PlayStation... games are releasing it'll just be companies they're buying yeah <laughs> <laughs> these are all the companies that we've decided that we're just going to own now did you see the tweet today ed sent me the tweet the my um uh, like mcdonald's xbox had tweeted mcdonald's and mcdonald's were like are you buying us now <laughs> i did see that and i was like okay that was a primo tweet from mcdonald's i'll, I'll give them that one i'll give oh. them back i mean playstation needs to do something soon but i've also noticed that the announcement we'll get to later playstation are literally just every day here's a new horizon story trailer now here's a meet the cast it's literally just horizon is their one thing at the moment. really is what else is there like i'm trying to think what is a big you know first person exclusive you know like how microsoft's got halo what playstation have now final i mean horizon that's their big one their biggest exclusive right now i mean the original wasn't even incredible well i mean i haven't played it through i can't i can't i can't comment but um it's a a solid spider-man of course (gasps) spider-man of course yeah 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 i think spider-man yeah which wasn't even playstation creation (laughs) no um speaking of news shall we split the headlines Wait, I don't actually have the thing for that, so I'll have to do my own. Have to do that. Split oh, the headlines. Oh, that was the wrong uh, mode, but sure. That was terrifying. <laughs> Good. Well, we start off headlines with the most important news. Can you say are week. all of these articles ones that you've written? No. Okay. Because <laughs> they're all from Eurogamer. <laughs> I'm not the only reporter at Eurogamer. <laughs> um, you're looking at these on a daily basis, right? It's easy just to go, right, okay, I'll pick that one, put it in the, put it in exactly. the document. That makes exactly. sense to me. Of course, yeah, I wouldn't want to read anyone out, anything else. Like, <clears throat> Eurogamer is the place where I get all my news. As you should. And commentary in the comments. I always enjoy reading those. Don't read the comments. Um, <laughs> um, no, the most important news of the week we begin with, which is that Banjo-Kazooie is now on Nintendo Switch Online. And everyone needs to play it because it's amazing. But isn't there like a 4K version on Xbox? Don't play that. Just play the original. <laughs> it's the N64's potentially best platformer. We it's can play on play Xbox it. for better. Better quality. No? No, there's the beach zone that has the shark that chases you and I can't get past it. Uh... Oh my God, that absolutely <laughs> scared the shit out of me when I played that. Right. <laughs> I literally, I remember playing that as a kid and I asked my sister to try and get past the level for me so I could continue and she she couldn't do it. So I just gave up on the game. And that's uh, where uh, my bad joke uh, has ended. So. There's um there's another level later that also has a shark thing in it. Oh, okay, brilliant. Cool. I, I just won't play the game then. Yeah, there's yeah. A, there's another level that's water themed and it's, it's, it's a robot. It's not real. And it also doesn't chase you. Well, if your nine-year-old mm-hmm. nephew is around, you could pass it to them and uh yeah they're actually really good they're, mm. they're quite good at gaming so um they uh yeah i can pass it to them and maybe they can they can finish it for me i've seen them play minecraft on an ipad i don't understand how to get my head around minecraft on an ipad but they can do some incredible things so maybe maybe wow. they can finish yeah wow. maybe they can finish banjo kazooie for me i mean it's well worth playing if someone else just skips over those bits for you yeah genuinely it is one of the best platforms ever made have you played many games on mobile? I was, I over, yeah, like a week ago, I started playing Final Fantasy One, um, the Pixel Remaster or Pixel Edition, whatever, on uh, on my phone, and it plays really well. Like I was surprised how 
how well it controls. Like it's got its own weird. You can either choose to have like um, a virtual joystick on it to control where the character's moving, or you can just like tap where you want it to go, and it'll take the fastest route there, which is really cool. So cool. Yeah, no, I haven't. I always don't even think to look, go to my phone when I'm mm. thinking of gaming. I, I don't know why. And that's not me being anti-mobile gamer. I know there's lots of people out there who are anti-mobile gamer. I'm not one of them. But um, it's just not the the console of choice that my head goes to. Um, yeah, normally if I'm somewhere where I'm too lazy to get the Switch or something, I'm like, yeah, okay, see what's on there. If I was traveling to work every day, I would gladly play something like that on the train to work. Mm. But sitting at home, I've got a PC or a TV with bigger screens. So yeah, it's not my go-to really either. Matt says, I am here for banjo talk. <laughs> play it. There you go. That's the, that's the talk. Just go play in. it. Please do. Um, the second most important <clears throat> story of the week. Oh, yes. Which is that the Italian Senate meeting was interrupted <laughs> by Final Fantasy porn. <laughs> which is the most hilarious video. <laughs> <sighs> And going back to what we, what I nearly spoiled earlier, uh, we found the, I say we, um, I was yeah. on Reddit and <laughs> no, I was on Reddit and somebody was like, oh, here's the account that they'd got it from. And I was like, oh, I'm curious. Clicked on it. Oof. There's oh. dripping. Speaking of dripping. Oh gosh. There's one bit where well, I'm not, no, I can't explain it, but uh, don't. don't, I'm <laughs> sure don't. you can Just find don't. it somewhere. Um, and there's a lot of videos in there. It's uh, just a pity that they're kind of only really focused on the uh, ladies of Final Fantasy VII. And Resident Evil Village. Oh, Maybe I'll scroll further than you did. You'd scroll further. Um, I was scrolling for ages. <laughs> How long I haven't been village? to this website. I need, I need the link. Yeah. <laughs> URL, hit me up. I mean, fact, you know, should we, should we do a live, let's now. do a live reaction of Rick seeing, uh, <laughs> oh, no. of see Rick seeing this. And I want to... Um, right, oh, Jesus, is this coming in Discord? Uh, yeah, that was a really poor choice of words. <laughs> I bet we will. <laughs> yes, yeah, I sent it to Andinis earlier. He said, uh, thank you very much. Um, but this is all like, yeah, it is you know, all virtual. There you go, you've now uh, got it. Oh, well, the preview is already lovely. Um, <laughs> let me here we go. This is a live anything, can you? reaction, no. Rick. Oh, okay. Enjoy the sounds. That's okay. Wait a second. Let me turn it please on. don't play. Please don't play the sounds during it down the. Uh, I mean, I know it's kind of it's fake because it's people creating it, but that's that's not the one I saw. Oh, no, the, oh <laughs> click on that person's profile. Click on that person's profile. There's so many. Oh, okay. Oh, so this is the. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. No, I'm with you now. Okay. Yeah. They've got so... a, a theme. Okay, you must. That's the one I saw. You must have scrolled quite far, Ed. <laughs> <laughs> I oh. don't want to. I was finished I don't in two minutes. There you were then. This is um, still haven't seen any Resident Evil yet. So you've no, got... I never got there. Yeah. No, no. But you're right. Yes, there's a lot of Final Fantasy female love on this Twitter account. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. exactly. There's no loving going on there. <laughs> I'm gonna close that before I forget to open it and when I'm at work tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> Screen share. Oh, oh no, it's not the Italian Senate. <laughs> Uh, yes, there was a meeting of Italian senators also with Nobel Prize uh, for Physics winner Giorgio Parisi, uh, oh. who was on this uh, on a Zoom call. And it's known as Zoom bombing, where someone basically hacks into it. Oh. And uh, they were discussing towards a transparent civil service. <laughs> um, and then some random guy came in and screen shared. Literally. 
uh, CGI porn of Tifa from Final Fantasy VII getting absolutely railed. Um, <laughs> and there was a lot of chat of Sex Offender and Oh Cristo. Um, and uh, eventually it was removed after a very long 30 seconds. Wow, I it bet. was too long though. Let's. I just want to point that out. It was too long. Like, Some, someone, yeah, that looks painful. Yeah. Oh, there was. Oh, we're someone about was... that. Okay, th- sorry. <laughs> no, someone, someone was sitting there going, "Oh, okay, this is happening." Rather than going, "Holy shit, where's the, where's the end button?" Like, just kill the hmm. ball or something. It was, it was too, it was bad. It was Cloud's bad. Uh, great sword is, uh, you know, huge. Put some, put a lot of um, material in that. You could hear it. You could hear it functioning there, couldn't you? You could hear the. You could hear the. <laughs> yeah. functioning. You could hear the moves. You could hear everything. <sighs> oh. It's also amusing. It's the kind of thing that was reported on by non-gaming uh, places. Oh, yeah, BBC just like, Oh yes, an anime woman <laughs> by a mysterious man is like it was cloud. Cloud, we could tell it was cloud. Yeah, that's people like her, and you give them the respect that she deserves. <laughs> <laughs> Call her by her name, damn it. Exactly. <laughs> Oh. No, I, I saw, I remember seeing that. I think I saw it on Twitter first um, and just burst out laughing. <laughs> I thought I maybe I should have been a bit more. That was, that's terrible. But I was like, perfect. You can't make this crap up. You really can't. Um, and I, I, I think that needs to happen more, to be perfectly honest. Yeah. Also, the senator who was hosting the meeting is from the Italian Populist Party and they're really like pro internet as kind mm. of a really big thing force for good and then it gets hacked and then they proved it (laughs) he's just sitting there going this is proving my point i don't see what the problem is can we just (laughs) don't end this this is great very ethical pornography exactly it was made with the internet for the internet exactly there you go done Um, moving on from ethical pornography (laughs) (laughs) on on split the screen our video game uh, website uh rick are you a fan of the sims i am a fan of the sims yes Excellent. So he you will therefore hopefully be <laughs> You'll hopefully be pleased to hear then that um, they are looking at bringing uh, pronouns to The Sims 4, uh, which was news sort of that it was they were going to be talking about it last year. And then they had a live stream earlier uh, this week and they are discussing basically how they're going to be doing that. Um, we don't know yet when they're going to be doing it and it's going to be done in English first. But one of the things they talked a lot about was that the Sims is translated across 18 different languages. And obviously there are cultural differences. There are languages that don't really allow for gender neutral pronouns. Um, so that's something that they are basically working through. Um, but it is confirmed basically that yes, they are definitely bringing pronouns to the Sims 4. Was, that, was the screenshot that came out accurate? That confirmed? I think I know the one you're talking about. It looked like it was like a white screenshot with like Times New Roman text, which didn't look. It was uh, either an in-dev screenshot or someone had just made that up for their article, I think. Yeah. Ah, okay. Because yeah, look, I liked yeah. the idea where you had to, where you could write in the pronouns as in, you know, the possessive subject object. So, you know, like they, their, them, you could then change it to whatever, you know, neo-pronouns, whatever you want. Uh but yeah, I didn't. I didn't look at it too closely. But I just thought, oh, that's kind of that's a cool way of doing it when you can add custom ones, because they're the only three types really you're going to be using is you know the possessive, mm. you know, for there, whatever. I, I agree. I also think it does open it up to some level of abuse. You know, mm. someone putting in attack Apache helicopter kind of thing, which is not something I think 
is is the greatest but yeah no I think you're right I think it's it's definitely a huge step in the right direction it's something that I know a lot of sims people have been wanting for for god knows how long like this is something that's been like number one on on sims players uh um like top want this forever um and it's uh I don't know it's it's really nice again like <laughs> I'm not trying to yeah sure I work for EA I get that but I, I think it's it's really nice to see companies like actually genuinely like stepping this in the right direction. Clearly, I saw loads and loads of people like in uh, comments of the tweets and all the articles that I read about it talking about how ridiculous this was and it was, you know, woke and whatnot. Um, and it's nice to see companies not really caring about that commentary yeah. anymore. Like they're still going, well, you can make those <laughs> make those comments and make those make those, you know, accusations if you want. But this is something that we clearly think is important enough to to overcome all of that which is really nice and it's a feat yeah it's a feature that they're not going to use and a game yeah. they probably don't play so <laughs> fuck off whining mm-hmm. cunts also maxis seem to be doing a lot of taking their time over it in a sort of a good way that they're doing a lot of research they're working with it gets better and some other lgbt key plus non-profits um so it feels like they're sort of doing their due diligence here to to do the right thing which is good for sure yeah, it'd be great if all games announced that they were going, you know, if games before they even came out, you know, had inclusivity in it, wouldn't it, Ed? Look at that segue. It would. I, see, oh, I was like, what are you doing? Oh, I see what you've done there. Yeah, <laughs> What's he talking um, about? <laughs> <laughs> well, there was a new game uh, announced this week, which I feel will hopefully be of interest to people in the chat. Um, it's from East Shade Studios, um, and it's called Songs of Glimmerwick. And it's a sort of... Harry Potter Stardew Valley-esque kind of game. It's RPG set in a magical school where you perform magic through performing music. Um, And it's got RPG style quests. It's got life sim aspects, sort of Stardew style uh, with different lessons and gardening and things like that. Um, It sounds really cool. Um, It's got a really uh, cute kind of art style to it. Um, And uh, it's confirmed that it will have an inclusive character creator. So the devs are really taking inclusivity seriously. Um, characters won't be defined by gender, um, which is really cool. Um, there isn't, or there won't be um, player romance, um, but there will be same-sex relationships um, in the characters that you meet. So it feels like the world is going to be very diverse and very inclusive, which is great. Um, and I think they probably understand that things like Harry Potter have a very diverse um, fan base who are going to be interested in something like this um and that's has its own issues um so they're obviously looking to be as inclusive as possible with this um the game isn't going to be out until q3 2023 so it's uh it's a while off yet but it's great that already they're thinking about these things mm. it is looks really interesting it's weird because there's i don't know every week i get about three messages or i see things about new kind of life sims or grow your own you know kind of stardew copies harvest moon copies uh, and every now and again, something will really stand out like Coral Island. Uh, and this feels like another one that is just, mm-hmm. I said it on Twitter earlier. I was like, that good music can really make a game. And the fact that this is using music as an actual kind of part of the gameplay makes it sound really interesting as a natural mechanic. Another yeah. one I'm really looking forward to, Chucklefish came into the chat earlier. And um, which, is it Witchbrook? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to that. When do we get Yeah, in? I was literally about to say, this is what I thought that was at yeah. first. When I first started hearing about it, I was like, I'm pretty sure Witchbrook already had like inclusive stuff because I know Chuckle Vision are quite, I know the, the entire studio is quite inclusive and quite diverse. Um, so 
I was a bit confused at first. I was like, I thought this was kind of old news and then realized it was a different game, new game, was looking into it. It looks gorgeous. It looks so, so nice. The art style mm. is like spot on. They've, they've really hit like a unique uh, kind of style, which I'm really excited to play. Um, and uh, yeah, I was, uh, yeah, just kind of surprised as well, Ben. I was like, wait, is this, is this Witchbrook? I'm pretty sure I've heard of this yeah. before. <laughs> well, I think, I think it's Wishbrook's due out. Well, they said they're expecting it to be, well, some, this website, I'm guessing called, the teal mango i'm guessing i think this might be there like chucklefish or the devs that are making it uh end of 2022 or early 2023 so or it might could also arrive earlier they say but uh <laughs> so we'll see i won't hold my breath sometime between now and then Brilliant. yeah Great. exactly it's gonna be a while get yeah. uh, you've got you'll have time to get onto year two of stardew rick <laughs> <laughs> well between maybe. those two and maybe then, let's uh, not get too excited <laughs> <laughs> Between those two and the Hogwarts game, um, you know, it's a good time for for magical schools. Um, but if you can't wait till then, go and play Eikenfell or Eikenfell. I never know mm. how to pronounce it, um, which is a great little indie RPG also set in um, in a magical school. And it's incredibly inclusive. Um, so if you can't wait, go play that because that's also amazing. Um, yeah. And then one last story. Um, we now have a release date for Lego Star Wars The Skywalker Saga which is the 5th of April, 2022, um, mm-hmm. which has been in development for about five years. It's, it's more Lego Star Wars, but it's been a long time coming. Um, there is a, a dark side to this, however, which is that the same day this news has come out, there's a new report that uh, there's been a lot of crunch at uh, Telltale Games who are making it. Um, and the staff are basically not happy that things have been dragged out for a long time and they've been in a period of crunch for a long time and it seems like the studio is not in a good place um so um yeah bit of a dark side to that we know it's coming which is good but it's been a long time coming is this telltale games is in telltale games that made all of the uh telltale games. adventure <laughs> games uh, is that telltale? Yes. i think they re didn't they oh, take no. the name is well, it like one in... thing I remember there was something terrible with that because that went it they went, it went under, under. Or something. yeah and then yeah. I think yeah. someone maybe I mean Traveller's Tales yeah I, I don't think it's I was about Telltale to say, sure if TT it's, it's I think it's now just TT games but yeah Sorry, okay my bad no 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 I'm just wanting to make sure I get things right before I start slamming them <laughs> because crunch <laughs> is the worst thing in the world I can't believe we're still in it's 2022 now and our devs are still being crunched to the nth degree to get games out of the door like it's ridiculous if this game has been in development for five years like that's no excuse come on like five years is probably enough for, for to get a game out the door I'm sure there was probably lots of directional changes which probably end up them saying that they're not actually working on the finishing game until like two years in into it and in, towards the end but it's it's i can't we can't be we can't be allowing this crunch thing anymore it's it's ridiculous yeah and i feel like people are i know it's all it's not down to the people playing it or buying it it's down to all the investors and stuff but people seem to be a lot more considerate now when it comes to games being delayed hmm. I think there's been yeah. so many as well during the pandemic. It's sort of yeah. almost become normalized. <laughs> oh yeah, you see the data. And if it's in the, like they say, okay, it's going to come out in six months. You're like, okay, add an extra three at least. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's like, yeah, then when they, when they said Witchbrook's coming out at the end of this year, maybe early next year. I'm like, okay, probably summer 2023 then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. And that was all the headlines. There's no, there's no other news this week. Absolutely no. none whatsoever. <laughs> Do you have okay. the end? Yeah, it's the end. end. So where can we find you, uh, Rick? (laughs) (laughs) Find them at uh, Twitch. Yeah, no. um, Wait, let's go on to 
Splitting opinions. You do this every week, to the end, end, don't you? Now. This is. I'm really sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> okay. Well, I don't know if we're going to have split opinions on this necessarily, but yes, the big news this week, the biggest headline of all, is that Microsoft have bought Activision Blizzard for sixty-nine billion dollars. Nice. Um, nice. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, which makes it the biggest gaming acquisition in history. Um, it's it's bigger than was it Disney buying Star Wars or Marvel? They bought it. They bought Star Wars for four billion. Marvel for four billion. <laughs> so that's like that shows how. Yeah, much. it shows how much Peanuts. money there is Peanuts. in <laughs> gaming at the moment. Four billion. I've got four billion down the back of the couch. Oh. Yeah. So and wasn't, um, wasn't that record just broken as well? Like earlier this week with two um, K buying. Uh, mm. What did they buy? They bought Take Two, bought Zynga. Sorry, that's it. Yeah, Take Two bought Zynga. Yeah, um, I Zynga. Remember them? For, but that was like oh, it was twelve the million. Most, twelve yeah. billion, I think it was or something. And then Microsoft was like, "Hold my beer," um, and <laughs> yeah. literally just blew it out of the water. Yeah, and so, they've got King as well. Yeah. So the... to give you, I guess, a bit of a rundown, obviously Activision Blizzard is a number of different. It's like a massive publisher with loads of different developers. Um, it includes King um, as well, who make Candy Crush. Um, and um, they are there are so many IPs within them. There's Call of Duty, there's World of Warcraft, there's Overwatch, there's Diablo, there's so many different ones. Um, so they have bought this, and it's the biggest one, um, I guess, for various reasons that they will have bought this. Um, the, the extra context to all of this, of course, is this ongoing sexual harassment lawsuit um, against Activision Blizzard um, by the Californian government, um, and their employees are not happy with CEO Bobby Kotick. Kotick? I can never know how to pronounce Cock-tick. it. Cocktick. Cocked. Cocktick. Yeah. Um, <laughs> who, who many people feel has sort of led this culture that's led to harassment and that he was aware of things and didn't tell people. Um, it feels like it's a really toxic place to work or has been over the last few years. Um, so there's a lot of questions around sort of why Microsoft have bought them. Um, and what's going to happen next? Um, did did you see by the way the basics that, of it at least? Did you see that Bobby it came out that Bobby Kotick wanted to buy was it PC Gamer and Kotaku was it or PC I mean, Gamer? This and... is like Trump level thing of let's control the media around our company. Yeah. Like that's literally what it is. He wanted to buy a couple of get big gaming sites to change like the narrative around it. It's just that guy is evil and. Yeah, he's going to get a massive payoff and stuff, but he's already got more money than he can count and spend. So just get him out of anywhere where he's influencing things. Yeah. I mean, I guess there's sort of two sides to this that we can discuss. There's the sort of the gaming side for players. Like, what does this mean for existing IPs, for new IPs? What's going to be on Game Pass? Exclusives. Um, What does this mean for mobile gaming? How can Sony fight back? All these sorts of things. But then there's the other side of it, which is the, the business and the actual people. And that means the people at the top. So what's going to happen with, with Bobby? Uh, you know, he will probably, they can't say, but the wording feels very much like he will stay with them until the deal goes through, which is going to be like June next year. And then Activision Blizzard will report to Phil Spencer, who is uh, the head of Xbox Gaming which implies that Bobby will not be there. It's fucking Thanos um, is him. He's in charge of everything. And we love, yeah. at least it, see, it comes across as a genuinely nice, decent person. We hope. Um, but 
yeah. Kotick is probably going to get like a 300 million payout for this. So he's sort of getting away with a lot of things, which people just aren't happy with. But then there's also the people sort of at the bottom, at the other end of, uh, of the spectrum, um, you know, all the people who are in the ABK Workers Alliance who are really campaigning for change. Um, and I guess there's maybe a worry that this whole takeover is just going to sweep a lot of that stuff under the carpet, um, all their concerns. Um, there's just so much that's up in the air. Um, it's it everyone's got an opinion on it there are good things about it there are bad things about it um you know can microsoft completely change the the workplace culture of of this company you know i've heard people talking on twitter that a lot of a lot of people at activision blizzard are ex microsoft and sort of have ended up sort of forming their own group and potentially bullying people and being part of this culture as well so how much better is microsoft it's nice that they shared uh, you know, a leadership structure, which was predominantly women, and they had pronouns on there, which is a nice step in the right direction. Um, but, you know, Microsoft itself, I'm sure is not perfect. So they definitely have a lot of work to do to improve Activision Blizzard as well. Um, so that's kind of the situation, really, everyone's got opinions. I mean, by all means, jump in with your thoughts as well. Yeah, yeah. Silence. <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, like I've got so many thoughts. I'm trying to think which ones to put out. Like it's, it's interesting. I wonder if they will have the kind of, because you know, there is so much like limelight on the fact that there's been all this uh, harassment and an industry of complete chaos. Uh, I wonder if that'll be something that, you know, when they do ac uh, complete the acquisition that they're like, okay, now we are, these are the very, you know, strict. I wonder if it'll be like a market leader in the sense of, or a leader in the sense of these are going to be the regulations that you must follow and they'll have a real set of procedures to make sure that this stuff doesn't happen again because i mean the the bad publicity from it alone has uh like caused a quite a, a bit of a drop um for them but yeah it'll just i think it's i wonder if they'll see it as like a fresh start okay we'll try and do a fresh start okay this is exactly how you report if you are being harassed or if there's this kind of culture and just kind of wipe this gate slate clean. But then also, are they going to then, yeah, I can understand how ABK Alliance are going to be a bit pissed off because it's just all going to get swept under them, under the rug, mm. and they're not going to hold these people to account. You never know as well in these takeovers. Sorry, Ed. Um, it's like you, you literally, it's a case of Microsoft could completely and utterly they could break apart all the studios and have them reporting to different areas. Um, of the four gaming companies I've worked for, three of them have been bought out whilst I've been underneath them. Um, and each of them have been vastly different to the other. There's no one way that this goes. Um, so it's, it must be such a massively confusing time for everyone. Um, I'm talking about the workers here. Obviously, people... Top brass know what go kind of know what, what's going on, and they probably have uh, their their ideas and their their futures planned out already. But for for everyone who's kind of like on that towards the more bottom rungs, it's it's you know it's just who knows who knows who knows. You've been fighting for this change for years and years and years, and you've finally had that kind of steam uh, behind it uh, as this well, last year ended and this year has begun. Um, I can imagine it's probably quite yeah quite. Um, heartbreaking to potentially see that all go to nothing but i think as a gaming community we have more 
sway in that then i think people realize like the more that we allow it to be stepped under the rug the more that we don't talk about it the more that we allow this news to kind of overcome the fact that there are problems uh in in blizzard and i i have to say it's not just blizzard as well like our industry has a large problem when it comes to misogyny and um you know uh being aggressively very aggressively um uh harsh towards uh, minors and uh, not minors sorry marginalized people it's it's something we can't just ignore uh, and if we do then that's that's the real loss i think is is, is if we as a, a whole entire community kind of stop talking about it because then that's what allows it to kind of just become a story of last year that no one no one continues to talk about yeah and it's interesting sort of seeing where people are focusing their attention you know there are some people who are all about what happens to exclusives now. Are we still going to have Call of Duty on a PlayStation? Probably not, because you don't spend that much amount of money to then <laughs> let somewhere else, you know, take your game. Um, but I feel like the focus for the company at least needs to be on the people and sorting all of that out before anything else can happen. Um, I don't think we're going to see any new games coming out for quite some time until they've at least ticked off the ones they're currently working on um, and, and sorted out all these internal pressures and, and issues. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to change everything. Like, you know, we've, we know that Diablo 3 is in the works, we know that Overwatch 2 is in the works. Like, are they going to release those games now? Does, does Microsoft want to lose them as potential launch titles to, you know, boost Game Pass? Because that would be a sound, you know, business decision as far as I'm concerned. So do we you know delay those and give them some extra time which all sounds great but it's 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 interesting in one way and so mind-blowingly baffling in another way like it's one of the biggest companies it's one of the biggest gaming companies it's being bought out by probably one of the only other biggest gaming companies i'm thinking about it i'm like of companies who could have bought them it's probably just microsoft and sony nintendo probably as well but they probably don't have much interest in buying activision blizzard which is why i'm not including them but you know it's, it's just those two so the fact that that's happened is, is... Oh, 10 cent as well somebody said that 10 cent would have oh, probably bought them uh, yeah if not yeah Tencent. so this now makes microsoft the third biggest so 10 cent the biggest followed by sony and now microsoft yeah. so weird that just... they're still only third <laughs> yeah it's 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 baffling and it, makes... it sets a bad precedence as far as i'm concerned for what competition looks like in the future of gaming um if if these companies can kind of just come out and be bought like let's be honest like it was a big deal but in terms of like the announcements it wasn't like this is amazing this is one of the best things that's happened ever in gaming this is historic blah 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 blah. xbox was literally just like you know microsoft were like yeah they're joining they're joining our family it's going to be great it will be done in next year and then we'll have more information it was kind of quite low-key for 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 how big the news was right Mm -hmm. it could have been like they could have made I was expecting to see videos. I was expecting to see like, you know, like the, the everything, uh, but it was just, it was kind of like a blog post and, you know, the, the press that came around it. Um, so if this is what it looks like buying Activision Blizzard, like what does it look like buying the other companies that, you know, aren't, aren't necessarily as big? It's, it's, it definitely leaves a bit of a question mark over what the future of gaming looks like. I wonder yeah. if it'll be like where, you know, if you're playing video games, you get an Xbox. And then if you want those PlayStation exclusives, you get those. If you want the Nintendo exclusives, you get those. Because, like, at the moment, the Switch is great. But, you know, most people have the Switch as a bit of a luxury extra if you're, you know, if you're really into your gaming. Um, whereas now, is this is Xbox going to be, like, the default? 
with all because they're gonna have yeah if they do go and make all of these exclusives it's gonna be like well look at all the exclusives you get on xbox and then there's you know some great ones on playstation but one every six months or so yeah and I, th- I think it's interesting to see what sony can do by comparison i mean microsoft are very much going for the microsoft xbox game pass brand is going to be available everywhere and they just want everyone playing be it on a console on a pc on their phones via the cloud they just want to be everywhere and if all these you know millions of people around the world who play games are playing through game pass they're going to be making a lot of money out of that um i guess sony you know they're going to be coming out with their game pass equivalent at some point but i really feel like they are focusing very much on their exclusives and I think they and Nintendo are actually in a very similar position um, in that, you know, they they really focus on their exclusive games that you can only get on that console. And that's what people, you know, you have to buy that. Whereas with Microsoft, it's like you could be anywhere and you can still play our games. Yeah. I think um, one of the things to draw down on, we've mentioned it in passing a little bit, but like I've seen loads of questions of, well, will COD, no, will this game become an Xbox exclusive? And the answer is absolutely yes. Like if you are looking at this buyout in any other way that Xbox have bought those IPs for any other reason other than just to have them on Xbox, there's no other way. There's no other way about it. That's what they've bought it. We saw it with Bethesda. Like they've already made it it official that all of the future Elder Scrolls games and stuff like that are going to be Xbox exclusives. Whether that means they'll be available on PC, that's another question entirely. I'm sure they will. I'm sure they will. I'm sure they will. I'm sure they'll be like, uh, you know, PC Game Pass uh, um, compatible, but it's, it's, it's going to happen. Like it's as, it's as simple as that. Like COD, COD is now Microsoft. And that's 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 the end of it. Like, there's no way you spend sixty nine billion dollars and then go, yeah, sure, my competitor can have a slice of that pie as well. No, that's not how exactly. that works. Like in the slightest, not even exactly. Yeah. Does this mean we'll see World of Warcraft on consoles? I hope so. Oh, World of Warcraft two. World of Warcraft two. I don't. I I think Warcraft has a lot more to think about before they start thinking about what console they're on. To be perfectly honest, I think <laughs> it's very obvious that they are in a position where they're kind of trying to figure out where they sit in their story trying to figure out where they sit in the kind of the mmo market um i know i mentioned earlier that i've been playing final fantasy it's no lie that i'm a big Final fantasy fan but i was also a massive wow fan um until like it just didn't feel like uh, the game that they were trying to create anymore it just felt like they were trying to hit whatever was kind of popular in the MMO uh, market at the time and just trying to make what that whatever that was. I don't think being on console was going to help them in the slightest. I think if they're attempting to kind of port their game onto console, they've probably got better things to be spending their time on, to be perfectly honest. Mm. I would just love a... I like a cool fantasy one like that, um, MMO like that, but I just can't get past the graphics right now. It's really old. It's an old game. Give me a new one. Well, you say that, but you know, World of Warcraft Classic is doing incredibly well. Like, yeah, weird. It's just nostalgic people. Yeah, but yeah, I'll stick with Final Fantasy. Shall we see what Dick's order saying? Go on, then. What are they saying? Um, I need to get it up. Give me a minute. <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, Moon Princess. I'm cautiously optimistic about it. I have some reservations on how they're going to clean up the company, but I don't know how much hope I have for it getting better. 
Um, random pasta. Based on what I heard from employees of a game studio Microsoft bought some time ago, uh, they have made such changes before and generally improved the workplace culture. I'm hopeful Microsoft can vastly improve the culture at Activision Blizzard and make the well-being and safety of its staff the core of how it operates. I think that's definitely what they need to do first. I think it's a really good point as well. Like Microsoft have obviously got their ways of running a company, right? They've got their own uh, HR departments. They've got their own people managers. They've got their own ways of uh, how companies and the studios underneath like the larger Microsoft umbrellas are supposed to behave and supposed to act. And there is no doubt that they're the second that Blizzard, Activision Blizzard becomes part of the Microsoft family that they're going to have to adopt them on straight away. So um yeah, fingers crossed that is the case. Like that's the that's the best we can hope for in this situation, to be perfectly honest. Absolutely. Uh Mr. Wibble, um, I doubt it'll change much for the existing portfolio, but maybe we might finally see something new based on the stale IP. I mean, mm-hmm. the thing is that there are there are the big names, but then there are so many other games uh and IPs that they own. I mean, that this now means that through Activision and Toys for Bob. Um, Microsoft now owns Crash Bandicoot and Spyro the Dragon that both debuted on PlayStation. Um, you know, and, maybe uh, we'll now see them. Banjo, you'll have like some kind of multiverse platformers. You know, maybe we're going to get some sort of, you know, battle, first person battle royale of all Microsoft shooting brands. Are they going to go and buy Ubisoft next and we'll get Rayman? Who's ba- who buys know, EA? I... I was about to say I have to buy Insomniac, but that would oh, be... Insomniac, yeah. Wait, not Insomniac. Who am I thinking of? Is Insomniac Jack and Daxter? That was Jack and Daxter, right? It was, um, yeah. It yeah. was Rock... Uh, um, no. Um, Naughty Dog. Naughty, Naughty Dog. Dog. Sorry, yeah. They're positioned by Naughty Dog. However, that means Last of Us, which um, also PlayStation. So, yeah. Mm. Fire of the Dragon in Heroes of the Storm. <laughs> mm. <laughs> um... <laughs> I says I don't feel good about Microsoft buying everything ever like video game Disney, <laughs> which is uh, yeah mm. worrying. Yeah, um, do you think Game Pass is going to stick at its price, or do you think it'll end up being like some kind of cable thing where you buy packages and like okay, you got the uh, you know you got the UPlay package added, you've got the uh, Activision one, you know the. Would you think it'll be like that or? Will there be a price hike? Because it does seem really... I feel like with all of these things now coming in, Game Pass is even better value for money. So it's a great, from from a gamer's point of view, or, you know, from the players, it's it's a great proposition. Um, They could probably afford to bump the price up a little bit. Mm. Um, I feel like maybe they could introduce tiers, but is that also going to be really confusing as to, well, what do you get on this tier? And is it simpler just to say... This is what you pay. This is what you get. It's Have just like the amount a, that you pay. I wonder if yeah. I wonder if there'll be like an ultimate one where you get absolutely everything, or you can like build your own bundle or something like that with the games that you like. I think the success of Game Pass lies in its simplicity, right? Yeah. You pay this amount a month, and you get everything, and it, it, that, that, that's it. You don't have to kind of put any more thought into it than that. I think the second you start confusing that with tiers and bundles or you know having the build your own packages which i think would be great for someone who does want to like structure their own you know as you would do if you were buying tv as you say you know i want the sports package i want the you know the music package that is you know makes sense but i think the second they start introducing that you'll get people who are just like well suddenly i'm not paying x amount for just everything i have to 
put some effort into it. I have to put some thought into it. I have to sit around on the, you know, the store that you've already said, Ben, is a bit confusing and hard to navigate. You know, it, it just loses its appeal, I think. Um, so I think they could do it. I think they are in the position now that they can absolutely say, yeah, if you do this, you get the RPG bundle, which includes World of Warcraft and Elder Scrolls and all those games. Um, mm. But I, I just, I don't think it's worth it. I don't think it's worth it for them. Yeah, as, as the people have said in the chat, the uh, Smith Wibble and Danny Bear say, like, yeah, it's already Game Pass and Game Pass Ultimate and mm. Game Pass PC now, which they've also simplified by just changing the name. Um, but I think, isn't it, I mean, there's rumors that PlayStation's version of Game Pass is going to be three tiers, which just sounds ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, they're slightly different, I guess, in that they, the rumors at least, are that they, they are going to consolidate um, PlayStation Plus and PlayStation Now. Um, which I sort of feel is already a bit confusing as to what you can get from them. Mm -hmm. um, but they're going to be consolidating that. And then, yeah, it's depending on the tier, maybe you get access to different um, uh, catalogue games um, from, from all the back compatible stuff. Um, and we've also sort of got Nintendo doing the same thing with their expansion pass to get N64 games, which is a huge price increase and arguably not worth it unless you buy Banjo-Kazooie. Um, so... You know, it's it, that's already had a bit of a backlash uh, for Nintendo, unless they can add extra value to that. So that's the thing. Xbox seems like great value at the moment, and maybe they don't want to mess with that. Mm. Nintendo one's interesting as well because they had the uh, the Happy Home DLC in it, right, for Animal Crossing, and you you get that if you have access to it. Which I I can't help but feel was them trying to test the waters with something just to see if it was you know something people were going to buy onto. I know I did. Like I was like, yeah, sure, I'll pay the extra little bit of money a month because you know, I still play that game. I can get the DLC for what my head tells me is essentially free. Um, like, you know, that, that sounds, that sounds perfect to me. And I think there is value in that, but you're right. They seem to, they need to explore that a bit more because I don't know. I don't think they uh, also Nintendo games and DLC, like there's maybe three Nintendo games. I think that actually yeah. incorporate DLC into them. So <laughs> like it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's, I think Nintendo are still, trying to figure out what's going on there but mario that's not Kart a surprise because nine. they're still trying to figure out how to do online play so you know yeah that's no surprise to give us mario kart 9 with a battle pass and seasons that like give us new tracks if you you know as the oh they, they could that make so too. much money from that that sounds great just like a new season that. and we brought two new tracks and there's a battle pass that you can level up by playing because there's no reason to really play there's this weird number you start off at like a thousand. There's a weird number that you've got a ranking or whatever it is that you add a few numbers if you win a race and you lose a few numbers if you don't. And it's just confusing. And it's <laughs> there's so much potential with Mario Kart that they've just shat on. They're like, oh yeah, that game that brings us, uh, you know, that's pretty much always the top selling game, uh, no matter what. And it has for years and years. We'll just let it, you know, do this weird online mess. Give us it's loot crates. People forget is Wii U that. as well. That was a Wii U game. Mario Kart yeah. 8 came out on Wii U. Deluxe is the, the Switch version of that that came out just with everything attached to it. Um, and it's still selling so well. So, so it's, yeah. I'm surprised, to be honest, that they were doing Mario Kart 8. I, I assumed, sorry, Mario Kart 9, I assumed that would be their next, whatever they decide to do next, whether that's a Switch Pro or whatever their console was coming out afterwards. I would expect that would have been like one of their, uh, one of their mainline games for that. So um, I'm actually kind of intrigued about that. But did it, I think I saw the news as well. They're, they're working on nine for the Switch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's I in yeah. active development, they've said, yeah. Thank God. I thought we were going to go a whole generation without a Mario Kart game, <laughs> a new Mario Kart game. But like, there's just so much potential they could do. They could do a battle pass, you know, where you're constantly 
you know, you're playing and you can level up and you get some skins for your characters and new, but just there's so much potential for them to make a lot of money. And a lot of the time, like, well, maybe not. Can you imagine like, you know, they're bringing out, for example, I don't know what games do it, but you know, yeah. Subscribe to the Battle Pass and you can play the new, this new track that's based on whatever game that's coming out and is promoting that as well. Mm-hmm. Hey, there's a new... Uh, well, well, don't forget as yeah. well, there's the Mario Kart mobile game. Is it Mario Kart Tour? Mm-hmm. I yeah. think. Um, and I think they've probably experimented a lot with that in terms of what sort of content to roll out. So maybe that might have an, an influence on what they do next. Just imagine Breath of the Wild 2 track. Okay, with this season, you can get a Breath of the Wild 2 Mario Kart track. People will play, will get that. He's talking about two games that hasn't even released yet. He's gone into full, full, yeah. <laughs> full imagination mode. I am. I, they should hire me. I, I can. If Nintendo want to make more money, hire me. I'll tell you how to make more money. <laughs> Fix the app so there's not just like three freaking games on there. What a mess that is. Um, so just to round up on the Activision thing, then we've got a good comment here from Helios. Um, As a casual enjoyer of the last good Blizzard game, Overwatch. I can say that in 2021, they introduced some of the most beautiful and creative skins ever. They still have some incredibly talented people working there, but seeing how Overwatch has been just about dead for the past three to four years, the biggest problem lies in the leadership management roles. So personally, I'm very excited for the future of Blizzard and also excited to see Game Pass become even more valuable. Especially like multi, yeah, multiplayer games on Game Pass would you know really benefit from that because you've got Game Pass, you can go and play it. So something like Overwatch to pick up doesn't even need to be uh, free to play exactly my head is already melting at the idea of how blizzard net launcher will interact with game pass oh, no. when you're trying to play games on pc <laughs> um so i'm hoping they just scrap their own launcher and just put it all into xbox because otherwise it's just gonna be a mess um mm. but yeah apart from that I'm excited. I'm genuinely excited. It's an exciting thing to happen to the industry. It it comes with a lot of pros and cons. Um, but I think in general, it's it's something that can define an age genuinely of 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 our gaming. And um, some good can come from it. Some bad can come from it. Um, honestly, no one knows at the moment, and it's it's all going to probably stay that way for a year or so. Until you know the beginning of 2023, when we actually start hearing about what's going to happen when yeah. uh, when when they're actually taken under under the Microsoft umbrella, um, will they start appearing in? Do you think they'll start appearing in uh, the game uh, like the Game Pass store earlier? Because with Zenimax, didn't they start getting? Had the deal gone through when they started getting all their, um, you know, the Bethesda games? Because I'm pretty sure they started appearing quite quickly. But I don't know That's if it a was a question. Yeah, I think because I think these things take a long time to process so i think it won't be complete until uh like june next year which is microsoft's financial year Mm. but surely they'll get their hands on some things before then as it processes Mm. um maybe they do it development studio by studio and so i don't know maybe blizzard games go through first and whatever else who knows or they'll just do it drip by drip here overwatch this week joins the game pass Will a WoW subscription be extra? I honestly don't think WoW's going to be on Game Pass. I think that would be a really odd move um, because of the subscription base. You can't take away the subscription base of WoW because that's probably one of their biggest uh, their biggest uh, incomes uh, in terms of their IPs. Like I, 
And then you've also got because if you buy one one if you have one subscription, you get access to classic as well. So how does that work through Game Pass? Like, do you? It's it's odd. I'd be very surprised if they if they add WoW to to that. I think it will. You'll be able to download it mm. uh, maybe through Game Pass, but you won't actually own the game. You'll still have to probably buy the expansions and have a subscription. Maybe it'll be free up to level sixty, including their first uh, expansion. <laughs> Oh, I don't think Burning Crusade was award-winning, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> Just first expansion. <laughs> uh, I could be. I'm probably very wrong with Burning. I'm sure, uh, I'm sure Burning Crusade has won lots of awards. Um, yeah. yeah. Interesting. Who knows? Is is the? I think there's. It's just a big question yeah. mark, and we can. Uh, I think it's fun to speculate. Don't get me wrong, and I love speculating about this kind of stuff. But um, it's it's going to be. Uh, I honestly think it's also going to be something that no one really expects because it's never been done before. So it's going to either be mind-blowingly amazing and everyone's going to be really impressed or it's going to be really lackluster and everyone's going to be like, okay, I can get over watching Game Pass now, I'm sure, <laughs> whatever. Yeah. Um, so. I think that's what we'll end up with until mid-end next year yeah. when things have gone through and they can finally start announcing things. I think there are so many business things to sort mm-hmm. through that they're going to be just hampered with that for a very long time before we start seeing any new games coming out. God, Xboxes like whatever they're called, the reveal events are going to be huge now. I can't wait mm-hmm. to see what, yeah, or whether they'll do separate ones. You know, is our Blizzard department one? Well, I did see an interesting tweet about that because obviously, like BlizzCon is where Blizzard mm-hmm. usually announce all of their interesting things and all the upcoming games oh, they're yeah. going to do. Like, does that mean what does that mean for BlizzCon? Does BlizzCon not exist anymore? Will that be will that still be where Microsoft want to announce all the stuff? But probably not right because as you say they want to leave it for their their reveal videos and their events instead it's going to be it's going to be interesting blizzbox that'll be the the new uh wow xbox branded blizzcon well it could it could keep it is that another idea you're giving them for free yeah i'll give them it for free (laughs) just hire me i don't know nobody knows we're all speculating Uh, apparently blizzcon got uh, of blizzcon uh got cancelled this year I'm guessing. Oh, I yeah, I didn't hear I didn't hear about that. Yeah, yeah. potentially, potentially. Mm. Well, exciting uh, future. Well, yeah, interesting. <laughs> we shall wait and see. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let's uh, wrap this up. Um, Rick, thank you so so much for joining us. Where thank can you for we? Me. Where can we find you? Uh, you can find me uh, Waterman and everywhere W O R instead of W A uh, on Twitter, on Twitch, on Instagram, on uh, TikTok. You have to add TTV at the end of TikTok. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm there all the time. Uh, stream around four times a week: uh, Mondays, Tuesdays, Thursdays, and a day on the weekend. Um, and Kiki uh, can be seen on Tuesdays. I'm hoping to bring around Tuesdays and the weekend as well. Ooh, when's your next stream? Um, my next stream is immediately after I hang up on this door. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> let's go. Let's go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, you're going. You're going live straight away. Yes. Yeah, well, yeah. I'll we'll send everyone over there, and we'll uh, we'll see you. Thank so, you. tell you what, let's um, let me go back to. Uh, actually, no, this is not going to work because then uh, it's going to mess around with all the things. Tell you what, we'll say goodbyes, and then I'll uh, I'll chat for a minute before we we send everyone over. Why? Thanks. I appreciate that. No worries. Um, Ed, where do we find you? Uh, you can find me at Ed underscore Knights with an N on uh, Twitch and Twitter, and you can read my stories on Eurogamer. 
Oh, go and find them. Go and find them. When's your... Oh, in fact, yeah, because you're uh, streaming a playthrough of a very special game at the moment, aren't you? Uh, I am doing a playthrough of Ocarina of Time, speaking of wonderful N64 classics. Um, so, yes, that's me for the next few weeks. Yeah, you said for the next Tuesdays. few weeks, but then didn't you... Aren't you like halfway through in one stream? Wow. I wouldn't go that far. We're not quite halfway, but it's a, <laughs> it's a speedy run, if not a speed run. Okay, exciting. All right, and you can find me, uh, Biggest Menace, on uh, Twitch, Biggest Menace 1 on Twitter, and if you go to discord.gg slash biggestbenace, you can join the Discord. So uh, hopefully see you there. But yeah, you can also find all our podcasts uh, at splitthescreen.com. It'll just uh, give you the option to choose whether Spotify, iTunes, or like whatever your RSS uh, um, player is, whatever, just add it to it. And uh, feel free to give us a subscribe and follow us. Leave a review. Leave a review. You can even leave a review on Spotify now. I want to see split the screen on those end of year Spotify wrapped things. That'd be very cool. (laughs) All right. You want to do it thank in? you very much for, again to rick thank you and uh having me. we will see you all next week be there be there or, or be split. split rick didn't get the memo didn't be part of that it's fine <laughs> <laughs>